You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Joe Clark, it is so nice to talk with you again after a two-week break. How are you going? Yes, I am well. I'm very well. And you had some holiday time. What have you been up to, brother? Uh, it was so good. Um, I just uh, spent a lot of time sleeping in and uh, the family was building puzzles or um, watching a little bit of uh, screen time of uh, some streaming services we downloaded for a period. I might tell listeners about that at some point. And uh, just kind of, yeah, little moments of recovery. How about you, Joe? So good. Yeah, very good. um, (laughs) I've bought a house. And um, wow. one of the joys, yeah, I moved in. <laughs> okay, but one of the great joys is reflected in this little moment I had. <laughs> so yeah. I, I went down to the shops after a big day because my big day had started with I'd found some secateurs, some tree loppers, and some hedge trimmers. And oh, wow. I was ready to have a go at yeah. some of these native shrubs in my front yard. <laughs> and so I woke up so excited and I had a big go at these shrubs in my front yard. And, um, then it started raining and so I kind of gathered the tools, put them down, um, put the the cuttings in a big pile. They didn't fit in my green bin because I'd been so vigorous in my trimming mm. and left it and went and had a shower and, you know, got on with the rest of the day. Hours later, I'm going to pick up some special food because I was like, yay, it's it's a special day. I've cut my, my hedges. I'm going to get some yummy food. So I arrived mm. down at the Katara shops and yeah. as I pull up, there's this young woman and she's walking past my car and she's, she nudges the person she's walking with, her boyfriend or a friend, whoever he was, and they're both looking at my car now and they're trying to do it what? subtly, but I can tell that there's something going on. Oh, wow. Why are they looking at your car? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> in all my excitement of trimming the hedges and in the excitement of it starting to rain, I had put the tools down in the windscreen wiper well of my very small Yaris, Toyota Yaris. <laughs> I had forgotten they were there and successfully driven seven kilometers to the nearest shops and they had all stayed on my dash, including the new secretaires that I'd, they'd purchased yeah. and were just sitting there in the front of my car. As secateurs, <laughs> hedge trimmers and- uh, And tree loppers, like full-on long-arm full tree, tree loppers. <laughs> How did you not see there were tree loppers? Well, it was, night, it was nighttime. I was picking up takeaway <laughs> and I, was, <laughs> I saw them and I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. And my street has nine speed bumps on it. And I could not believe they hadn't come off at some point. Yeah, and I just yeah. was so thankful to God that I hadn't lost my tree loppers, hedges, and secateurs, some of which I had just bought in excitement of owning a new home. You would have so, got a fright if you'd uh, switched on the windscreen wipers. I know. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, look at that, just sticking there. And I also felt a little embar- embarrassed and did that whole public laugh to make it seem like I was okay with having done something a bit silly. Yes. <laughs> So did, did the people, do you think, thought about coming over to you and say, oh, excuse me, um, you have a garden equipment covering your car? <laughs> I kind of would have been glad for it. They kind of seemed embarrassed for me, whereas yeah. I was embarrassed for me, but also so relieved that I wasn't going to have to, because I'd been discussing secretaires with people and how you should really invest in a proper pair rather than buying the cheap pair. Oh, so yeah, I had shelled yeah. out, you know, I think it was 50 bucks for this pair of yeah, secretaires. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that I've got them, Still, I was I was smiling the whole way to picking up my dinner. <laughs> You're like the woman with the lost coin. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, let's go biblical with that. It was definitely very exciting. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, what a great story. And, I know. Um, thank I'm you so for happy. sharing somewhat, a somewhat embarrassing story, Joe. Uh, <laughs> next time you get in the car, you should, you know, check uh, mirrors. Check my windscreen well. <laughs> and just check windscreen for garden equipment. So. <laughs> I will. What about you? Have you got any anecdotes or things to share? Oh, I thought I'd share with uh, you and our listeners some thinking I've been doing about managing Zoom fatigue. Ooh, very know, topical, it's, very topical. It's not heaps fun, but um, I Zoom fatigue hit me real big with this lockdown. We were in and I was like, oh, I was just floored after Zoom meetings. And I thought, yeah. oh, this is not sustainable. What, what can I do about Zoom fatigue? And so um, I've, uh, I did some research and thinking and tried some stuff out. I ended up writing a, a blog post on our church uh, blog, which we'll, uh, we'll link to in the uh, show notes. But um, a kind of fun thing that I found that helped was actually – um, creating a soothing desktop scene during the meeting. So um, this helped me stay calm and refreshed during um, the Zoom meeting, especially that early stage, early, early stage. I would shrink the Zoom meeting down to about a third of the screen. Uh-huh. And on the remaining part of the screen, um, I would go to YouTube and find um, uh, f- aquarium scene or uh, beach scene or... Uh, flowing river scene or something and there are videos of eight hours of flowing river in the forest no <laughs> yeah or eight hours of a beach or just an aquarium and so uh you can play this in the background and so i'd be in these zoom meetings sort of paying attention you know adequately mm. but just gazing into the <laughs> onto the beach scene or the flowing <laughs> river and uh or the aquarium so um yeah, that's that's funny. If you're ever in a Zoom meeting with me, feel free to check. You know, Richard, are you actually just watching a beach scene? Behind me? <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will answer that question honestly. But that's my little uh, my little tip that uh, helped me, and I've shared in the blog post. Yeah. Okay, here's a question: Would yeah. you make your own scene to watch of your backyard, for instance? Gee, that's what an interesting idea. That had not occurred to me. You could even have your grass in it. <laughs> Eight hours of native grasses gently moving in the wind. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, look at that. It, you know, it's, it's growing really nicely. Oh, I feel so thankful. This is great. Look at my backyard. But yeah, not actually th- having to be in your backyard. I think people would get in. I reckon some guys would love just some freshly cut lawn. Yeah. Eight, video, oh. eight hour video of their freshly cut, cut lawn. Even a, you know, even a they... time lapse <laughs> of lawn growing or something. Yeah. No, I like the idea. I don't know if I've got the technology, but um, <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to come over and uh, film you know, eight hours of <laughs> some happy Your scene yard. in my backyard <laughs> and upload it to YouTube, I'll be eternally grateful. <laughs> oh, dear. And you've been reading your Bible, no doubt. Of what course, have you been reading? Yes. No, in, enjoy that. Um, even yeah, during holidays, spending time in the Word, loving it. Mm. Um, thought I'd share just an insight from our little um, – Bible reading with the boys I did this morning from 2 Peter, uh, which was really cool, something I hadn't noticed before. So um, 2 Peter chapter mm. 2, verse 3, this is talking about false teachers. The verse reads, in their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Now, I um, read that verse and for some reason managed to make the connection, or maybe one of the boys pointed it out, that this is a contrast to 1 verse 16, which where Peter Ooh. says, we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his, eyewitnesses of his majesty. Mm. 
So yeah, just within uh-huh. a few verses, you've got the false teachers uh, fabricating stories. And that's a complete contrast to Peter, who reported faithful history and, um, mm. about Jesus. And um, so that struck, contrast struck me. And then I got thinking about, well, fabricated stories and false teachers. I am feeling possibly a bit naive on this one. When people tell me a story, I naturally believe it. Like mm. um, I'm, I'm quite a trusting person, I think. Mm. Mm. And I don't, I don't want to change that. But um, this, the Bible here is helping me think, okay, if someone brings a story, an impressive story, powerful story, um, and and there's there's their teaching does not seem reliable. There's we could be dealing with a fabricated story here. Mm, so. mm. It's interesting as well that in that verse where it says, "In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories." Mm. I, I just you, that's a also helpful measure because um, in the one verse sixteen, the. Peter is saying, we did not come with devised stories, but we told you about Jesus. Mm. And actually, it's a great cost to him. So where Peter is telling the truth based on eyewitnesses and it's not a story and it's about Jesus, the false teachers are telling fabricated stories and it's about greed and it's about Mm. it. So um, it's the comfort that will come or the, the financial benefit or whatever and it's at the cost of like they'll exploit the listener. I just yeah. oh wow, it's there's layers of there explaining what a false teacher will look like, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. Somehow the this story will um, have an impact on you and draw you in, and it will mm. be of um, financial gain or other kind of gain to mm. the false teacher. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's I haven't very got, like, sobering, isn't it? Specific examples or anything like that, but. Mm. Um, I just feel that's helpful, you know. Maybe, maybe the next time a, an impressive story comes my way, I'll just remember this and just pause for a minute before, you know, immediately mm. trusting and getting on board. Mm. And mm. and I like that um, awareness that we want to have that that the devil's in the business of telling lies and yeah. manipulating truth. And so we know he's been defeated and will be fully defeated when Jesus returns, but also that's his scheme. That's how he tries to lie to Christians. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, that's right. So, yeah, no, it was good, just a little thing, but, uh, yeah, yeah, a little helpful insight. That's interesting, um, Richard. Yeah. But, uh, Joe, you've been doing some reading and thinking again. Tell us about that. Yeah. So people who've been listening for a while might recall that I started reading a book called Held, H-E-L-D, mm-hmm. um, 31 Biblical Reflections on God's Comfort and Care in the Sorrow of Miscarriage. Mm. Um, and I had read, uh, uh, you know, a first maybe a quarter of the book or a third of the book and put it aside. And then I've been wrestling with the grief of um, the loss of a few babies um, for some, um, some loved people in my life. Yeah. And so I, I picked up the book again and yeah. I found this wonderful encouragement um, that I think applies in a range of circumstances, is not limited to comforting someone in the the situation of having lost a child. Um, so the woman is reflecting on comfort and weeping with those who weep and mm-hmm. how we can often share in, uh, we, we, we can share in each other's grief. 
But she says this really wonderful thing. She challenges this idea that you have to have experienced what someone else has experienced to love them and to comfort them. She says, the power to comfort doesn't come from the ability to say, I know exactly what you're feeling or I know exactly what you need. It comes from knowing what it feels like to suffer, though no experience of suffering is exactly the same, and from knowing what it feels like to be comforted by God in suffering. We are not good comforters because of our ability to share our own pain and declare our own solutions, but because of our ability to empathetically share in someone else's pain and declare the goodness of God to them through word and deed. Yeah, wow, that is a great quote. Yes. I love the way that it's, um, yeah, focusing on uh, uh, the comfort received by God, um, Mm. not a, a closely corresponding experience. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But um, I've spoken to. So, what, what, what? Why did you love that quote? What did you, you get out of it, Joe? Well, exactly what you just summarised in. So, yeah, you, mm. you're picking up on the same thing I am, which is, I often either pride myself wrongly or wish for more capacity to understand the thought life of the other person I'm listening to who's grieving and suffering. And sometimes I wrongly pride myself in being able to see what they might need to hear and be encouraged in. And so this was both a rebuke and a comfort that actually what someone needs when they're suffering is for me to let God shine in how he's comforted, comforted me in suffering and to be way less in the story but instead to say, wow, I can really hear your suffering and I want to listen to you and hear your pain, but also speak of of God and his comfort in pain and in suffering and how he cares for us and yeah. be so outside of that moment of suffering that other person is facing, but, but to just be with them in yeah. it at the same time. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it's, it just really made me pause and think this is where mm. God is good. He is the God of comfort because it's referring to um, 2 Corinthians 1. Well, I'll yeah. just read that because it's, it just made me go back to the book, the, the, the Bible actually, which is such a great book, isn't it, when it makes you go read the Bible. Mm. Um, uh, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we are, ourselves receive from God. And so just, you know, it continues, but I can't keep reading because we don't have time, but it's such greatness that we see God's comforting is because of he is the God of comfort. But then that when we receive that comfort, we can offer it to others as well. Yeah. So, Joe, can you think of ways that you could move in a kind of sensitive way um, towards drawing people's attention to the comfort of God in suffering Mm. in the moment? I do like to ask people what they're thinking about God um, mm-hmm. in their grief because I think that's an entry point. Um, for some people, their grief is numbing to their thoughts mm-hmm. um, and so they might not have had many thoughts about God. They're just so sad. Yeah. Um, but others, or maybe with time, they'll have more thoughts of why has God done this or how how do I understand this or I can see God is this like seeing different attributes of God or thinking about Jesus. And so I I think I just want to open the conversation about God to listen to what they're saying, what they're thinking about. Yeah. Um, 
And I like that uh, question. Can you yeah. just say that again? What, 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 have, you been, you what have you been thinking, been thinking about, God? About God? I use yeah. that question a lot in a lot of different contexts, but I think particularly yeah. this one. And then saying, you know, what I think probably trying to draw out what they're thinking um, because I do think the spirit works to comfort a person and that, you know, often people in suffering can have been listening to a, a song about Jesus or mm. been gone to, have gone to a psalm. And I want to hear how they God's been growing them. They don't essentially need me to insert a lot yeah. necessarily. Um, yeah. But I might try to, if if there's an opportunity, talk about a psalm I've found comfort in or something, if, if there's an opportunity yeah, and a need. Yeah. Yeah. I'll often go to Psalm 27. Do you have a particular way you would talk about things? Oh, yeah. No, I... I think I've actually used that question um, um, in similar ways mm. um, in in grief. I, I feel like you're more experienced in this area than I am, Joe. But mm. yeah, um, have might ask have have there been any Bible verses that have come to your mind yeah. uh, in this time, or anything that you've you've turned to, or mm. yeah, I love that verses question. you verses you often turn to in suffering, and, mm. and I might just let's well let's look up that again. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's I'd do the same. I think that's a great way of doing it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, so a heavy topic, but good. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I'm glad you're turning back to that book, and, and great to get that reminder. Uh, we'll yeah. have those, those that book in the show notes as well. Yeah. But uh, our time is drawing to a close, Joe. It's been a great conversation. Big news mm. about um, the excitement of uh, of garden action. I look forward <laughs> to many more stories along those lines. <laughs> Yes, and it's been good to get into the Bible again to Peter and thinking about mm. comfort and, yeah, it's yeah. been great. Loving it. Mm. And what news for listeners have you got for us today? Well, for anyone who hasn't listened to our most recent episode, we have a promo code for you. <laughs> so Reformers Bookshop has partnered with us because we are really keen to see anyone listening to be able to grab hold of quality Christian books um, to buy them and read them and talk about them with each other, but most of all to love God more and grow in our love of God more as a result of reading them. So Reformers Bookshop have offered a, a po- promo code of homegrown in one word um, and you'll get 15% off any book, full price book you purchase till the end of the year. So um, buy something if you can, enjoy growing and, um, yeah, we're really thankful to the Reformers team who've invited us to do that. Yeah, cool. Mm. Awesome. Well, we're out of time, but lovely chat and we'll talk next week. See you next week. Bye, Joe. Okay. Bye.